Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Forte Reason. This is Nick Brown, Frowny Brown from Frowny Brown Town. This is Ladies from What Culture. This is El Diablo, El Dorado, El Dorito. And of course, this is Close to the Sun coming at you on Friday, the 1st of September, 2017. Today we've actually got a guest on, which is uh, fantastic. The world's hardest man to get a hold of at certain times. Uh, Mr. Thomas Frost, how are we doing today? Frown Town. Thanks, mate. Yeah, good to be on. It's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, this is like, you know, this is a few weeks in the making at least. Um, a few weeks in the text message replies, yeah. Yeah. Is there a reason why you never text back or is it just uh, busy? Uh, I'm, I'm literally flat out, like 24-7. <laughs> I don't sleep. Like. Uh, well, I've got you in today because... Um, I thought that, you know, instead of me just blabbing on about something that I really don't have any experience on, I thought I'd get you into at least um, correct me where I go wrong. I think, I think you're better than, than most PTs. Oh, I won't most PT. what we are. Most PTs out there. I think you've got about <laughs> as much knowledge. But, but uh, okay, so you are, you know, you're a personal trainer. You're very much into that gym life. How do, like, we'll start from the start. How do you get into something like that? And why do you, like, how did you start kind of getting that almost obsession that you kind of have? Well, it is an obsession. So I've, I've always been into sport all through school, primary school, all through high school, did PE at school, um, left school, went into a trade, started doing electrical and um, yep. just I was always going to gym and I just looked at the PTs and it just looked like my sort of life that I wanted to do. And Electric, like Electrical wasn't really your field? I, I liked it. If I was going to do a trade, I'd do electrical. But um, yeah, I thought sport or music were always my two passions. Yep. And um, yeah, just one day I decided just to... Do my PT course, and here I am. How much? How much time does it take up? Like, you know, like I know, obviously, like outside of the actual PT work, how much time does it take up in the gym, and how much, like, how often you actually go in to do personal workouts? My own training. Yeah, your own training. Um, I train more than most, so I've got I've got a few different goals. So, yep. Bodybuilding type training, I probably do five days a week. Wow. Yeah. Probably like forty minutes to an hour each session. So. Um, that's pretty pretty intense stuff, but I, I like the Olympic lifting as well. So yeah, um, probably most days doing Olympic lifting as well, like a second session later on in the day or earlier on in the day, depending, and um, running and a bit of boxing in between. Jeez, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, uh, so you're okay. You're talking bodybuilding in that. Yeah, um, that's something I kind of want to at least dive into a little bit. Uh, bodybuilding as a whole is very much a I would say a pretty much a tainted sport yeah. as what it is through all like, you know, the, um, the steroid kind of scandals and that, do you one believe in it? Do you kind of like give in, is it kind of cleaning up at the moment or like, where is it at? Because I actually, you know, when you hear something as, as a younger person, you, that carries over like until you're older. So I have no idea if yeah. anything's changed. I think, I think it's, um, with all the Instagram and, um, Facebook and that nowadays, all like you see fitness experts, <laughs> massive dudes everywhere, just buff dudes everywhere. So yeah. The Mr. Olympia is coming up in, in two or three weeks and uh, those guys, I think, have lost a bit of respect from the public because we just see big dudes everywhere. Like, it's just a common thing these days, isn't it? It is. It's one of those things where you look at and it's almost like any time you see a big dude now, it's almost that, you know, that notion of, oh, well, you must be on something. Right. But, you know, there's no such thing as like, there's no such thing as hard work, according yeah, to a lot of it. people, and especially online. Like, if you see someone buff, like if they post a picture on like a lad Bible or something like that yeah. on Facebook, every comment is like, oh. All the YouTube comments. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, yeah, it's not, not a fantastic thing to have in terms of like, you know, not a bad, repu not a good reputation. It's to not, have. no. Um, do you, like, so you going through it and steroids as a whole, which like I was kind of, you know, just really quickly researching before was kind of developed in what the 1930s or something yeah, like that. Yeah, started too. in the 30s, roughly. Was, but it was just kind of um, for it medical, was medical reasons. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. it. So, like, how does it go from that? How do people, like, you know, I know every kind of um, anything that can be exploited does get exploited. Look at something like Wolf of Wall Street with the lewds and that, like, which mm. was something that's supposed to get you to sleep. And if you hung <laughs> on to that, you get a high. Yeah. Um, 
how does like how does how do you end up exploiting a system like that? I think I think yeah, it just comes down to like they just want to be better, not just oh at the beginning anyway. They wanted to just be better, and it was about I think the late fifties, early or maybe sixties. I'm not too sure that the bodybuilders started using it. Yeah, um, and they just saw it as a as a way to get better. Like personally, well, nowadays obviously it's, it's easy to get to. Everyone wants to be bigger and. Oh, forget about the hard work. They just want it as quick as they can. So yeah, it is. It is like a now, now, now kind of. It is. Yeah. Where, um, do you have any like? Do you have any bodybuilding kind of? I guess like idols or people you look up to, or is it kind of? Do you have to stay reserved because you're not sure who's real, who's not, or does that not make a difference to you? Um, no, I don't. I don't care if they use steroids. If yep. they're if they're if it's for their own personal gain, whatever. But um, Ben Pakulski. He's yep. a his steroids. He admits to, to everything he does, and he shares it with us, like us that he, he's taught. So I've studied under Ben Pakulski. Yep. And um, he's told me exactly what he has and how much he has. And he um he competed in the Olympia. He didn't have the best genetics, or he says anyway. So that's what stopped him from winning. But really smart, and and he helps people, and it's his passion to help people. So he's actually um he just had a, an epiphany one day. He he does all his hard work, does all his dieting all his contest prep just to get on stage and be judged by some old dude who doesn't know what's happened. Exactly, yeah. And he, he come last or whatever and he goes, I'm happy with how I went. Why do I need like you to judge me? So yeah, he, he's now stopped training. He's stopped taking his testosterone. He's stopped taking all his steroids and he's trying to actually lose 100 pounds yeah, okay. of muscle and, and do some marine, oh, marine wow. type of training. So yeah, he's one of my old dudes. He's one of the smartest blokes I've ever met. And um, yeah, there's a few other dudes out there that, that know what they're doing and they, they're open about it. Those that lie about it and then they, they go and post a video on YouTube of like, I'll oh, do this superset. Like they don't actually know what the hell it's doing and why yeah. they're, they're teaching their fans who idolize them something that they shouldn't be doing. And um, yeah, them people I'm not a big fan of, but there are some out there, yeah. Do you, um like, what is your, okay, so you're just talking about someone who you know, openly does it, you kind openly, of say yeah. the openly. As a whole, yeah. do you like, so you don't really look down on people who do steroids, no? Most do people you think do it. It's their choice. Do you think it's like? Do you think it's something that's gotten a bad rap in the media kind of thing? Because I do. I look. I look at a lot of. I've. I know a lot of cases where things have kind of been. You know, the yeah. whole term roid rage, which is, yeah. it's. I think it's a joke. Really. If you're an angry person before roids, roids will just make you angry. Well, if you're a happy person, you'll you'll be fine. I got. I got. I got a little story for you. Like, um, me being like a wrestling fan, we'll get into that part <laughs> of it soon. But there was a guy when he was about 40, 42 or something like that who um, ended up, who went mad, killed himself, killed his wife and killed his child all in the same, in not in that succession, but in that, um, so what they did was the media spun it as if it was a form of steroid abuse, mm, which yeah. it wasn't in the end. What they did was they did a scan on his brain and they worked out that from all the, what the chair shots and all the, the head bumps that he would do, yep. that he had the brain of an 80 year old man with Alzheimer's. So mm. like, and he was, you know, 40 years old, had kids and all that. And he was like, you know, writing, writing um, letters to his friend that died two years earlier. Like he was just, he, he went was just... absolutely psychotic, but they attributed that to steroids, yeah. which again, which was absolutely bullshit. And I think that, you know, that's something that, um, you know, it's just one of many ways how people do spin things and mm. they like to, um, they like to highlight, you know, steroids has a negative kind of, um, you know, has a negative like term to it really. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, um, you know. It's a bit poor, isn't it? Like it is. these days, it's, it's like that throughout the whole fitness industry, man. Like steroids, people just assume someone's big. It's just all the steroids. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. They say to get big, you got to do eight to twelve reps. Like to get a big chest, you have to do bench press. To get big quads, you have to do squats. Like it's different for everybody. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the most frustrating part about being a PT is trying to like change people's thought patterns, not just on steroids and why. Yeah. They, yeah. Not saying they're good because they're probably not, but. Um, in other sports too, like if if the top guy wins and he's taking steroids or he's doping or something, then if everyone else wants to win, they're going to have to do it too, aren't they? So. Well, that's it. Like um, in general sport, you know, you do you think that it's something that's rampant throughout? Because you know, there's so many things now. It's not necessarily like full blown steroids, but yeah. people take all these different things that can't be detected. Well, you look at um John Jones who recently got done and for UFC, and he got done on something that what from what I've read at least he got done on something that could could not be detected via blood test but could be via tip piss test and it has what they call it's like half cut or half time or something like that it cut it gets out of your system in half the time that it usually okay, would yep. um, like there's so many different things out there like you know do you think that there's 
in terms of sports uh, sportsmen because at that field and when you're at that level you'll do anything it takes to win yeah a lot of people will because they live and breathe it you know yeah. especially especially the high like you know you look at cycling or like stuff like that stuff that they grow up and they're just like you know they're pushed to do that do you think it's just a sense of um everybody's doing it just to try and get that extra edge or just doing it to keep up with the other people that are doing it so once the first person's done it then if the yeah. other guys want to win all bets are off kind of thing exactly yeah but um i know marathon runners blood doping they they, yeah. they do it um afl like look at essendon the stuff that they they were using you can buy on the shelf down at a supplement shop like yeah it's probably um it's it's legal for use outside of sports and competition but there's different rules for the competition approved supplements too but it's not like it's 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 like having a really strong bloody coffee with a pre-workout man it's just going to give you more concentration and well what do you think of that what do you think of stuff that you can buy off the shelf and somehow it's Banned in a in a competition form. Do you think that's a bit weird, or like because I know like in some things like Adderall, which is a concentration yeah. um, drug that is you can buy off the shelves. You that, can use that's, it. That's completely banned as well. I know people get suspended, they get you know done for that kind of stuff. Do you think that's pretty poor of them, or do you think it's like it's they've gone too far one way, or do you think uh, it's a bit the other way? They've done more research on it, on it than I have, so I'd probably trust them. It is a bit. It's a performance enhancement, I guess. So it's not testing like your ability versus the other person's ability and or your hard work versus theirs. But um, can you take a coffee before playing footy? Yeah, can you? Is that improving your I performance? I don't know. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't sure. know. There's got to be a line and they make the line, I guess. But Well, that was it. I think someone had, what, a wine and a Red Bull before I, um, uh, the night before a game and got yeah. done on that and got Did banned. Aaron Hall... Aaron Hall? Aaron Hall? Was Aaron Hall? No. Sard. Sard. I mean, Sard. Sard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he got done on something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was just... Yeah. Like, it, it is one of those things that, you know, the punishments are so harsh as yeah, well. And it's weird because, like, a lot of it is, you know, money-based. AFL is obviously, there's nowhere near as much money. I, like, I'm always under the belief, and I'm a massive soccer fan, but I am under the belief that most people are on something, whether it's, um, like, you know, performance-enhancing or recreational drugs. Yeah. I really do. But, like, there's a lot of what I'd call, and I put this in quote, quotation marks, injuries that they have, and no one really knows what it is. Oh, and they, then they fell off a horse. Well, or yeah, they'll, they'll be like, oh, my back, I've, I've, I've re-aggravated my calf or something like that. And in all honesty, I think they've gotten a strike from the club, and they're just kind of like, we've got to put you off. Yeah. And it's one of those things that a while back, um, the Italian league, Serie A, got basically done for, um, like, uh, fixing match fixing and that and it got now through the sports bait um betting agencies and that it got turned into what they call a tainted league so nobody would put any money on it yep. so it's i think they're at that uh soccer or the um, the fifa as a whole is at that stage where if there was like you know the english premier league which has the most money going into it by far if that was to come out as a dirty league then it, the amount of money that they would lose is re- like would be absolutely astronomical yep. so do you think it's kind of one of those things that maybe the uh like the agencies actually know what's going on but they're just they need to kind of cover it up co- i think um that is definitely probably probably going on yeah um but the money that the asada and those dudes trying to catch the people that are taking it i think what i, what I heard the top footballer earns more than the whole funding for the whole doping agency across across that country or across australia like the top marathon runner earns more than the whole funding for their Jesus, yeah. the doping so they're, they're supposed to go around and like surprise test all the athletes and that but they've got stuff or money to do it so yeah they're not going to catch them they don't have enough funding and probably what you said as well covering up a bit because do you like so on the bodybuilding front of it do you like have you known of like do you know how much testing goes on in that like is there is that a regular thing it's they say and it's everyone probably gets tested a certain amount before but yeah. they can take, it's like a boxing fight. You get weighed in two days before the fight. You put all that weight back on before you get into the ring. Like, yeah, 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 of course. Something similar to them. And again, the funding that they have, they probably don't have enough to get around to everybody. Like unless you're walking on stage and you're going to do a P-test before you get on stage. Yeah. But I don't think they have enough enough funding or people to do that. They yeah. say they do to scare them, maybe. But... Well, of course, yeah. You need to kind of strike a little bit of fear in, yeah, and for like the general it. public to think that yeah. it is a kind of a, a clean, you know, a clean sport. Yeah. Do you um so like back on the PT things, you know, PT as a whole is, you know, we we're talking about this before, but PT as a whole is kind of is like one of those fad kind of jobs at one stage. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I know probably I don't know how many years ago it would have been maybe three to five years ago since we finished. Yeah, since we finished school, yeah. really. Yeah, it just years. seemed like everybody wanted to be a PT, and it was yeah. like. Like, do you see, um, does that kind of, I don't know, make you like, you know, you feel like you're less important because you feel like, you know, a lot of people would look at you and be like, oh, he's just doing it because it's easy or something like that? Absolutely, or? man. Yeah. Yep. And how easy it, 
well, I think they've changed it now, but how easy it was for me to get my cert, my certifications. It's just like anybody, and half the people in my course, I don't know what their previous jobs were, no history of sport, no history of health and fitness, and they've just decided one day, oh, I could do that. They go and do their PT course. And how long does it go for? Uh, when I did it, it was six months for both Cert 3 and 4. That's crazy. So yeah. after three months, which is Cert 3, you can run boot camps. And after after six months, you can do one-on-one in the gym with with anybody, someone with knee problems and, and a pacemaker can come and see you for a program and then their life's in your hands. And um, it was a bit easy. I think they've changed it now. It's a year. It's it's still not a hell of a lot of time. But Can they get, can they get held liable for that? Like, you know, something, you know, you're doing a six month course and like, I know you're, you're somebody who actually like, you know, you kind of more on the live and breathe kind of side of things. But like, as you're saying, there's people there who have no background or anything like that. And they kind of, they probably see this as like almost like a get rich quick kind of scheme. Cause like, I know a lot of people who are good at it can really make a lot of money out of it. Yeah. Um, do you think that, you know, if say someone gets there three and four goes out as has somebody with a pacemaker, puts them through too much and then they, you know, drop dead. Like, what do you like? Can they, um, can the people that they got it off actually be held liable for that? Um, if, if you get somebody like that and you don't send them off or you don't get a, a specialist or someone, it's obviously if we get a client like that or if someone who's just coming out of the course gets someone with a bung knee, it's out of their scope. So you're, yeah. you're supposed to send them off to somebody with the proper calls who can diagnose and treat and give you a program. And if, if you go ahead and tell them to do, to do jump squats and whatever it is with a bad knee, then yeah, you can. And, and the gym the gym you're working for or if you're working on your own. Yeah. How many uh, How many people, like, how popular is this industry at the moment? Has it died down recently or is uh, it still, is it kind of still rising? Started to die. Personally, I think it started to die down. Yep. After the Mayweather-McGregor fight, I had about 10 people come and see oh, me really? on Monday. Yeah. Do boxing courses? They all wanted to learn how to skip and, and throw <laughs> punches. But, uh, it, it comes and goes, man. Like, biggest loser on TV towards the end of the series spikes up our memberships. Spring, oh, really? spring will probably spike up our membership because yeah. everyone wants to get shredded for summer and yeah, yeah, stereo. Yeah, stereo is <laughs> coming. And um, yeah, middle of winter it dies down a bit, but fads come. Like F forty five now has come on and that's booming. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's huge. That's killing it? it in the yeah. winter. So CrossFit a couple of years ago started going really big and that boomed. And um, I think some people do like the idea of looking good. Don't realize how hard the work is, and once they realize, then they might go back. But if we can get a few people to stay, then, then that's Do good. you see people who, um like, you know, go from, like, notably go from being just, like, a really average-looking person to, like, jacked in the space of, say, three to six months, and you know you know full well that it's not a natural, like, way of going about it? Do you... Is that... Have you ever seen that? Does that happen often? Like, do you get, uh, do you get clients who are like that, or... They don't, they don't go from never training to that usually yeah because even if you want to get big on steroids you still have to know how to train you have yeah you have course. to have good genetics yeah that's a big part of it you have to still be eating pretty well yeah um so it doesn't it doesn't just happen even on steroids you can't just go bang in three yeah months, you have but, to still work <laughs> well, yeah. it's, not, it's not you don't sleep yeah. on it yeah the first few months even if you want to be a bodybuilder you should be learning how to do the exercises properly you, yep. you're still learning how to to position your joints so you're not going to get massive when you're still learning the exercise like this you're going to improve steroids obviously you're going to improve again but um you get some people that that do look a bit suspicious after a certain yeah. amount of time but they've usually been training a little while then seeing a mate or someone and yeah then they jump on it but that's not too bad well okay yeah. <laughs> it's their choice but yeah of course yeah um so do you like do you have a with your clientele is it do you have is it split 50 50 your way or like in terms of male to female or uh, or gen- or um, third genders. I'm not going to... No, fuck that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> male to female. Me in trouble. Um, at home, probably f- for my own sessions, about 50-50. Yep. Um, Is that, does it die down more for one like side of things? Like in winter, do, do males die off more than females? Or do like... Is it kind uh, of that way? Or? I haven't noticed any trends, to be honest. But um, girls are consistent, I find. Yeah, if they're going to cancel, there's usually a good reason. Yeah, with the dudes, um, if I got a Friday night session at six o'clock, I can just about <laughs> guarantee it's yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> fifty fifty something's going to come up, but um, nah, yeah, pretty even at the gym as well. I guess it's pretty even, but my gym's a bit of a different sort of um, area. It's not just the the gym itself is like a physio gym rehab center, so. Um, it's not all young dudes looking to get buff. It's yeah. yeah, it's a bit of elderly with injuries and different problems and 
which is good. I learn a bit of everything. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, exactly. Every person kind of brings a different dynamic to it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. Do you, um, like you're coming off an injury, like you know, you're how how long out of that? Six months. Uh what are we? The ninth. Um, yeah, six and a half months. Yeah, six and a half months. How's it like? You, what you did your shoulder in Japan? Japan, yeah, twentieth twentieth of Feb, I think it was day day four. Day four. Day four. Day yeah. four of Japan. Um, so what did you do? You had an operation. Yeah. Uh, just take, take us through that and like what the recovery system has been like. So I separated the AC joint, which is if you feel your collarbone towards your shoulder, where that collarbone meets the, the humeral head or the AC, acromion clavicular joint, whatever it stands for. Um, so that was dislocated. So it was popped up. Yep. So the shoulders where it was, collarbone was popped up. Grade three. Um, so there's six grades. So grade three... Is sort of a grey area in the in the surgical world whether to, it's better to have surgery or just to leave it. Yeah. Yep. So it can stay popped up a bit, dislocated, and the, it can get strong again. Um, so I got back. I, I saw the doctor over in Japan. He said just leave it. I got back and saw a surgeon in Melbourne, and he said to, to get the surgery. So, yeah, was there a tough decision there, or was uh, it was it simple? No, like, nah, it was. Yeah, because I thought I'd see how it goes for two weeks. He said um, he wouldn't do it because he doesn't need to lift overhead. I want to do a lot of like overhead lifting, I want to do a lot of surfing and golfing in this. So he said, if we get it back in place, um, obviously the risk it can go wrong, which it did. Um, if we get it back in place, though, it can, there's a better chance of you doing all those things. So I decided to go with the surgery. Yep. It was like a, a keyhole sinews sort of thing where they just like wire it down, yeah, whatever yeah. it did, and, and he buggered it up on me. Oh, did he really? Uh, yeah. He, he drilled through my coracoid and which is about an inch below the collarbone. So, so that's what they strap it down to. And fucking hell. So what, is hap- like, what happens there? Like what, after that happens, yeah. how do you, do you wake up again and, or do they do everything and do they patch that up as well at he, the time? He got there eventually. He yep. said he got it in position and he goes, so it was like a hook at the top and a wire in between and the bottom hook was just hanging by a thread. Yeah. So he goes, be careful for four weeks. And of course I went to gym the next day. But, <laughs> nah, somewhere, I saw him at the four week mark and it was, it was still in place. And somewhere between the... Um, the four week mark and the six week mark, because so I saw him again at six weeks. Yeah, it had popped out again. So I don't know what happened, but okay. probably, probably in my sleep. And it, it's still out now, so I've decided just to leave it. Just with it, I've got a few hooks floating around. But is it? Uh, how does it feel like right now? Does it grass, man? Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So and, I've probably got better range because I've so silver lining again to this. I've learned how to fix shoulders. And yeah. <laughs> anyone with an AC. <laughs> so in. with um with that, do you are you feeling as strong as you ever were? Are you feeling stronger or is it kind uh, of like you feeling 90% to what you were? So my main lifts that I care about, like snatch, clean and jerk, deadlift, squats, uh, uh, back to where they were. Um, my overhead stability isn't quite there yet. So the clean and jerk, like my numbers are there, but I can't hold it as long or whatever. And um, single arm isolation stuff, like external rotation and like maybe dumbbell bench press isn't quite where it was, but I've just got to warm up better and once I warm up and do all my mobility stuff, it's fine, man. Yeah. Do you uh like do you get many people coming through with your clientele with injuries, like coming off injuries or most? Mo- what, everyone's had a niggle somewhere. What's, but... what's the main injury you're getting? Knees. Uh, I'd assume knees or shoulders yeah, are probably the probably, two main yeah. ones, wouldn't they? Knees. Knees. Yeah. Every sport you use your, your legs, so yeah. ma- mainly knees. Um, a lot of basketballers would do their knees, wouldn't they? Netballers, yeah, yeah, basketballers, everything, but um, yeah, knees, shoulders, I guess. Yeah, bit okay. of everything. But do you um. So I just want to cut back to the um, the drugs and stuff and all that. Do you think, because I've always had this assumption that um, because, you know, we get, us people in sport get tested all the time. So there is some kind of accountability that has to be had there. When I cross over to what I call the acting world, I feel like there's absolutely no accountability because mm-hmm. you don't get tested. Do you think that like, I think that just about any male actor would be on something. If you look at somebody like Chris Pratt, who's gone from Parks and Rec fat, what he is, to Guardians of the Galaxy rips, what he is, I don't think that's natural, personally. What, I don't, what was the time span, do you know? Since... I, I, heard, I heard six months. Was it? Yeah. Do you know what his weights were, what his weights... No, I don't, don't. but I, I just don't, like, I personally think that with that, with people like that, and I think that, you know, people, have you seen Christian Bale when he did when he was yeah, incredibly yeah. skinny to, like, when he's incredibly buff? American Psycho to Batman. Yeah, exactly. Levels, like, yeah. there's, like, there's a lot of, um, like, do you think that that's something that could be happening, or do you think oh, it's, oh, am I just looking too much into it? Oh, it could be, definitely. They've, they've got the best trainers, supplements, everything in the world, I guess, at their hands, but um, you, losing body fat, will make you look more more musclier. Like even if you don't put on any muscle, you'll look bigger just from body fat loss. So if you combine that with putting on some muscle and having never trained, you probably, what they call noob gains, probably did grow a bit. So yeah. I wouldn't say 
straight away steroids. Look, look at or the like, time frame. Or they and, could be on like you know, blood thinners or you know anything like uh, not anti obesity like, yeah, drugs exactly, and all those. Yeah. Not not so much muscle builders, but yeah, there's yeah. all. I think there's all sorts of stuff that they could be on. I feel yeah. like they'd be on something just to kind of give them that extra boost because a lot of people get such short turnarounds that they between movies yeah. and roles. Yeah. Do you think that um, like looking at the big guys, do you think that someone like I know. Um, you loved what's that um, Schwarzenegger movie Iron that that old body pumping, body, iron. pumping Iron pumping that's Iron the yeah. do you think that Arnie was on something or oh I know he was man. Was he? Yeah. has he said that or he... yeah he has okay he has yeah. he has in certain cutback interviews but not. it's the... never really been like publicised as much has it I don't think they want to ruin his image yeah. as much everyone will straight away know like, you look at the bodybuilders of today they're on way bigger most, not all of them like, my coach oh Ben, he tells everyone what he was on and yeah. he says what the other, his mates are on. He doesn't name names, but um, they're on insulin. They're on these other growth hormones, which actually increase the size of your tissue around your belly. And, yeah. and that's something that's hard to reduce. Like your waist looks bigger. Arnold didn't have all those sort of drugs back in his day. That's why they still look kind of... Um, yeah, that's exactly it. Because I thought back then they wouldn't have as much supply as what they do now. Nah, no, all the HGH insulin, those drugs of today, that they weren't around back then. So, well, yeah. they, they make them... They're always trying to manufacture new stuff, aren't they? Like, yeah. especially like stuff that's going to um, get them outside of you know the the testing. They can you know um, get them nah, sorry. The new... yeah, get them not uh, getting done for the blood and the urine, all that crap. Yeah. Like, do you look at somebody like okay, I'll give you another one, The Rock. Yeah. What do you What do you think personally? Uh, whether he's on steroids or not, whether he's on anything. Well, he's had how many twenty plus years of hard training and probably knowing what he's doing. So I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't say that he's definitely on it, but uh, he has been on it. I know he, that to get big quick, that then yeah, but yeah like back in the day when he wasn't big, he was on it. He got done was for he? it. Yeah, once he got done for yeah. it. But also they, um, he came out and said that he wasn't. He got done. It was something like, um, I think it might have been something you were saying that he had to get some kind of um, surgery on his like on his chest or something like that. Because, okay. but it, some a lot of people say it's a Samoan thing. Like yo, know, uh, they kind of they're hereditary disease that they have to um, basically get something chopped out of them or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. I so, but it's also a common thing with steroids and that. So no one really knows. Chest, chest separation. You know, something like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it was something a bit weird like that. But because yeah. um, like, and looking at it, another one I'll give you is John Cena. He was a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, do you think that's a red flag for something like that? As in, he's definitely on it. Yeah, or has been on it, or was on it. Or... I think he definitely he was. Was? Do you think he still is? Uh, probably, yeah. To yeah. keep that much muscle mass, so like those dudes are probably genetic freaks. Like I told you, Ben, he stopped taking steroids. He's, he reckons he's got the testosterone levels of a four-year-old girl. But he he does a a workout and he'll put on a few more pounds. His arm will swell up half an inch. So it's just muscle memory, and they've just got that good a genetic. Like um, I, I would probably say he's still on it to be that short and weighing what does he weigh? Three hundred. Pounds oh, I think he weighs 250. Too. Oh, 250, is yeah. it? It's a lot of muscle on a small frame, isn't it, to keep up? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. He's getting older. He's going into the acting kind of same scheme of things. Yep. Um, yeah, it's one of those. I just, you know, it's funny with all those ones because a lot of sports like bodybuilding and on the entertainment side, the wrestling side, I know everybody says everybody's on roids, which yeah. has been stamped out as of recently. But yep. there are cases of which where you look at and you go, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There are a lot of big dudes, especially back in the day. You look at Hulk Hogan. Was just, big dude. Like, I don't think he was all natural to be fair. <laughs> he wasn't taking green tea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would have known. He said, eat your vitamins and veggies or something like yeah. that. That was his slogan. That was it. Yeah. Um. So when you're looking at the other thing I wanted to get to you was the, like, in terms of you were talking about genetics and, mm. like, kind of that. What do you think you're, like, genetically, because you know yourself pretty well, and you, because you're into that industry, what are you genetically best for, would you say? Um, not benching. Yep. Um, deadlifting. It seems to always be natural for me. But um, long famous. They, they call them four-foot famous, so it's hard for me to squat to depth. But, yep. um, yeah, strong, strong... I guess overhead stability, again, back lats are a big part of that. And yeah, deadlifting, pulling strong for me. I've, I've tried um, long distance running, marathon running, never been a fan. Yeah, I was going to say, because like, that's something that, you know, the more you lift and the more muscle you gain, the harder it is to kind it of can, it can be. cardio. That's so what bodybuilding is. Um, all sports scientists hate bodybuilding. It just loses your natural movement pattern. So yeah. bodybuilding is all about isolating muscles. You're doing a bench press. You're trying to make it as hard on the pec as you can, where with sport performance, you're trying to get efficient at movements rather than yeah. building the muscle sort of thing. So um, if you're learning how to squeeze your glute in a lunge, it takes away from doing like a natural stride with a sprint sort of thing. So, do you, Would they enjoy people who do CrossFit a bit more because they're a bit more aerobically kind of inclined? Or Yeah. Well, CrossFit, man, it's just a combination. Olympic lifting. They're, they're awesome at Olympic lifting, so that's performance. Yeah. 
Um, they're awesome at uh, like acrobatics and gymnastics. So handstand walks for for hundred meters or whatever they do, and Jesus. they got to be able to run a five k in in pretty good time too. So um, they're they're not about looks at all. Again, their training is all about performance, which is yeah, they'd be happy with that, I guess. Yeah. Do you do okay? So you're saying it wasn't about looks. Do you do your training for looks, or is it more? Was it at any stage for looks, or is yeah, it still yeah. there? Yeah, that's what. Um, most people who come in the gym want to look good. Yep. Yeah, so of course. So if they should be doing like bodybuilding type training, toning up is just building muscle or losing fat. So quickest way to do that is with bodybuilding type training. But um, yeah, then I started studying with Ben and then I realized how much it takes away from your performance. I've always been like pretty quick sprinting and, and jumping. So I didn't want to lose that. So that's why I started with the Olympic lifting just to keep that performance and, and started doing more power, like power and speed based stuff. So Try and do both, man. I'm trying to work out a good yeah. program that you can look good, build muscle on the side, still get, keep your performance. Yeah. Do you have any kind of goal going forward? Because like when something I know a lot of people would say is like when you're bodybuilding, it's like what is the main objective out of this? Because a lot of people, some can, but it's not like a lot of people who only like live and breathe the whole bodybuilding cycle, like they don't know anything else. And it's kind of like where do you like where do you make money from something like mm. that other than like winning or going into competitions? Uh, that was never a goal of mine. Like, I don't want to get on stage and, and show off or anything like that. Yeah. Um, th- I still think it's a cool sport. It is. Like, most people don't even call it a sport, but it is a lifestyle and a sport. What do they call it? Just a lifestyle thing? Oh, just a beauty pageant. Yeah. Well, it they pretty have, much is. They That's have to put the is. tanning stuff on and all. Yeah. Like, they look fucking weird, don't they? They do, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't know what my goal is at the moment. No? More more like um, business side of things. I want to keep growing and just keep doing what I'm doing and see what happens, but... Yeah. Is there a goal in the business side that you're looking forward to or like? Uh, again, it's kind of it's kind of changed. I did want my own um, factory and studio there for a while, about a year ago, uh, a year ago. but um, all the confusion in the fitness industry, all these new PTs that are coming in well, teaching that, one thing, it's sort of changed my mind a bit whether I... That's it. That was about, I was about to say the same thing because like you're, as I've said this, but like it is a fa- it is very much a fat industry as yeah. it is it's a fat job to have being yep. a PT how often like how many people do you look at and they're just you can tell straight away that they are not in it for the right reasons or they're out of their depth or like you know whatever like you know there's a lot of different things i'm sure you'd be thinking yeah. looking at some people who come into the gym yeah out of training people well confidence and like building rapport with people is a huge part of pt yeah. so if you go up and you chat with someone you get along they're going to want to train with you um if you if you're teaching someone wrong but you sound confident about it they're going to believe you and like some, okay, like, yeah. I'm not going to name names or whatever. But some trainers might no idea what the hell they're doing. Someone might want to be a uh, an Olympic lifter. This person's more focused on running, and they're going to trust this person because they get along well. So it is like a fine line kind of thing because you need to be a good communicator in as a whole anyway. Yep. Because you, but you need to make sure you know what you're talking about. Exactly, <laughs> so yeah. it's not like you need to have the best of both. Yeah, you there. do. But there are, I'm sure there are people who know what they're doing and everything like that, but yep. shit communicators and can't, oh, absolutely. And, and can't handle, can't even hold a conversation and yep. that would draw people away, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, um, I know a dude, awesome PT, he's just, like you said, doesn't communicate, he's just really shy. And um, at my, at this gym, you get people put on to you sometimes if they first sign up, they just get assigned to a trainer and he keeps them all for a reason because he's good and, and they get results. But um, yeah, if he was yeah, if he was that little bit less shy, better walking around the gym and talking, yeah, he'd be killing it. But do you have a uh, like you know you've been in the what? How long have you been doing this for? Uh, end of this year will be I think four years qualified. Do you have like uh, how many fads have you kind of like in terms of not just like gym being a fad, but like um, I don't know. You know, when you you got a jaw, you got a door, you got a gym kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, how much of that stuff have you seen over your time? Is there any? Has there been any kind of fad like that, or whether it's like a multivitamin or whatever that yeah. you've just looked at and gone like, "This is absolute oh, crap." It's like, just all looking for a shortcut, isn't it? Like, like a, any any in particular that you see that like was just like, "Oh my god, this is not right." Um, I don't know, man. You've stumped me. <laughs> there's a lot. They're all just looking for it. Like they're trying to promote that it's a quick, easy way to avoid the hard work, aren't they? Like, yeah. Well, that's it. Like you know, there's the um, what uh, the four minute workout. So they have uh, stuff. You know, they have stuff like that. And I know, yeah. you know, on YouTube, you know, there's um, the guy does it like does one set of something, and it's just like you know, do this once once a day for ten yep. minutes, and you're gonna get ripped in six months. And yeah. here's a before photo and an after photo of a different person. Like, yeah, know, exactly. Like, oh, <laughs> funny you mentioned that. Actually, I'm gonna break. Is this? Can we do this here? Yep. I had a, uh, when yeah. I first started, a mate of ours, I won't name his name, but he took two photos about five minutes apart. 
got hundreds of locks, got me a, got me a few clients. Just we were just testing how it would happen, and they were five minutes apart. Was okay, so that wasn't like he didn't genuinely think he was changed. It was uh, like he was just, doing it, was a it social just, for, experiment. just for shits and giggles, and um, had a, had a shave, turned the light on for better lighting, stood under the light, and. <laughs> Flexed as hard as he could, like he almost busted a vein. Do in his I neck, know this person? Yeah, you know this person. I, I think I know who it is, actually. Yeah, you, you would. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, does that happen? Do you reckon that happens often? Like, oh, yeah. Like- photo, oh, fads that people are claiming, fight, like you said, four minutes to abs and um, get in and out of the gym in, in half an hour. Like, you should be spending your warm ups doing that most of the time. Like, I don't think you should spend however long in the gym anyway, but all these diets, Herbalife, all these. Yeah. What is it, Nutribolics or what do they call it? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. All those I diet. I don't worry about it. <laughs> I, went, I went to a Herbalife convention once. How was it? Disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it helps, but people that don't know what they're doing preach it and don't know what they're talking about. Oh, I think you actually did tell me about oh, this I would once. have. Yeah. yeah. Do you... um? So like, you know, with people, like not everybody needs to go to PT. Is no. there a certain kind of person that you would say doesn't need to or does need to? Because like I... You know, maybe when you're recovering from injury, it might, it might need to help or something like that. Yep. But if you're just, if you're a really fit person and you're doing really well on your own, you don't really need to be shedding out that money, that extra money, don't you? I still see a couple of PTs. Yep. I see trainers for boxing and kickboxing. I see Olympic lifting coach. Like, you can learn, there's a lot of good programs out on the internet and like bodybuilding.com. There's probably good tutorials on YouTube for everything, but um, there's only so much you can get a feel for when you're doing it on your own. Like, if, if you're trying to do a good clean, you might. Not be hitting it. You might be hitting the bar out with the hips. You can't tell yeah. that if you're on your own. So you need someone there watching you. And um, even the best bodybuilders in the world usually have a trainer just to push them during the set. When if they get to eight reps, they feel um, a bit fatigued or whatever. If they were on their own, they'd stop. If you got well, yeah, it's pushing. a mental thing, isn't it? It gives is, yeah. that extra five percent or ten yeah. percent to kind of get through, doesn't it? So I think there's those, like you said, experienced trainers, uh, yeah, athletes. It's it's more for the mental push. But beginners need to learn execution and all that first, and safety, of course. But, but if someone was just say, just say an aerobic runner, and just want to, and was yeah. just running around all the time, and you know, doing his doing his own thing, and want to get, say, want to make, uh, want to do a fifteen k run, yeah. say, do you think it would be beneficial to do PT stuff if they were doing their running on their own in their own time? Or do you I think, think they should see a specialist running coach, not just a random PT from Jets. Because I feel like a lot of people do that, don't they? They just yeah. kind of they see they have one thing they want to work on. They're just like, oh, PT has to do that. PT, like, yeah. yeah, PT. They they go see a specialist coach who's like a specialist in their area, yeah. yeah. The top Ironman runners in the world all have coaches that plan their programs. They might run on their own, but this person plans their their programs. With um with something like protein powder, because yeah. I think this is a funny one, because a lot of people take it, a lot of people do it. I think that's also something that in a lot of ways is a mental thing because people just think, yeah, oh, I've got protein powder, it's going to help me get boost. Bit of a placebo thing. Well, it yeah. is 100%. Do you think that that's, do you think that's true? And do you think that like a lot of people like who take it really shouldn't be taking it because yeah. it wouldn't be making any fucking difference? Absolutely, man. Yeah. How often do you think that, like, what are the, because, you know, I, I've never really been a protein powder guy. I think I've had it, got it once or twice, but yeah. not like the big bags or anything like that, no. just because I knew I will not use it all yeah, yeah. for one. And, but like, I know there's, I know a lot of people who take protein powder and that, and you look at them, you go like, you're not doing the right thing. Like, what if do you If they think? hadn't bought that, do you think they'd really look any different? No, of course. Yeah, exactly. like, they'd be a bit richer, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. <laughs> Their bank account. Because it is like, it's one of, it's a very expensive thing. Like, yeah. you know, getting those things. I don't know how much your tubs are, but like, aren't they usually like hundred bucks or something like that? Yeah. Way protein isolate like, on its own. Yeah. 90 bucks minimum for a good size how much how many like kind of those kind of supplements do you have uh, I take a few like not a hell of a lot I don't I don't take pre-workout like if you're not amped up enough on your own to get to gym then like it's good to get, if you're flat I guess to, to get you in there but if you can't get yourself in the gym then I don't think you should be going to gym I have a coffee personally if you're going to ask but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have post-workout protein and, and carb supplement um, and I usually might drink BCAAs during a training session and sometimes creatine and just because I do a lot of sessions. I do more than most people. Like all the heavy Olympic lifting, I need a bit of a boost. And Yeah. yeah. Do you get um, do you get any of that stuff discounted or anything like that? Or do you... uh, a little bit cheaper online from my gym that, that stock it. So, yeah, I was going to say, with yeah, the places that, you work, would you get yeah, a little bit yeah. cheaper at least? Oh, a little bit, but um, don't have a setup or anything. But No? No. Not looking to have one or...? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> have you? You could you could create your own, couldn't you? I used to. Oh, yeah. I used to have a dude that stocked it out of my my garage, actually. But oh, really? There he didn't know what was in it. You just go to somebody's like a protein factory, and you just get them to make it, and you stick your label on it. So it's the same as another brand, but yeah. 
That's pretty um, <laughs> it's easy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like making easy. a beer. You don't know what's in it. You just put your label on it. And... <laughs> Do you think that um, the average person, say, say I was walking into um, your gym right now, yeah. Um, like, what do you think the average age is that you should be trying to start something like that? Because do you think there's a... Yesterday. Is there there something that you should do? Like, are you too young to do something at a certain age? Like, if you're 15, yeah, to go to the gym and that, if you're... Do you think there's, like, an age that you should start or do you think it's any time? I think it's a bit of a grey area again. Yep. They say lifting heavy before your growth plates are fully shut can close them prematurely. I've heard that, but I don't really believe it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I never... I think that's just one of those urban myths. Look (laughs) Look at all the NFL... Like draftees, they're, they're young, they're under 18, they're all training hard for performance again, not for isolating muscles. Yep. And look how good they turn out. So it can't yeah. be that bad, can it? No, like, exactly. The younger you start, the better you look at the Asian weightlifting kids. There is a reason they're the best in the world. They start young and they train train hard and they dominate all the like the lightweight classes. But Do you think the kids, um like parents getting their kids into it really young like as in when i you know you've seen those things probably on facebook the five-year-olds and that do you think that that's too way too early kind of thing uh for the bodybuilding side yeah yeah probably yeah <laughs> um most of the guys that are the top in the sport started really young though so i guess if they want them if the kid wants to do it then that's okay it's a different story but, but is it doesn't it become like a like you know the kid wants to be a lot of things but it means yeah. it doesn't mean you know the kid thinks he's a girl doesn't mean he's a girl no, that's it. like you know there was a 14 year old i was reading about this the other day that was a 14 year old boy who um thought he was a girl and his mum took it upon like you know said i oh, you know i'm i feel more like a girl than the boy so his mum started putting her putting him on um Oh, something to take away. Um, what's the thing that estrogen, people... yeah, exactly. yeah, es- estrogen, yeah, yeah, putting on putting on estrogen stuff. And, and he was fourteen. And he was fourteen, and oh. not only that, but uh, it was publicised as like a great thing. It was publicised as mum's doing, you know, what every mum should do, and the mum was saying, oh, you know, I'm just trying to listen to my kids. Mm. Like, isn't that that's a rare, like that's an extreme case, yeah. of course, but like. How old does it get? Do you have to get before you actually start being able to make up your own mind and not, you know, not um, having to worry about that? Because you know, parents doing that, like a parent saying that, that's negligence. That's horrible parenting. Well, to be give one. them five months, they might change their mind. Well, I, that's exactly yeah. I mean, when I was young, all I wanted was a club sport, and like, thank God I changed my mind on that. <laughs> my mum didn't buy me one of them, but sub like kids with creatine have really good side effects, like from concentration in school to like performance and everything. So from young young ages, it's really good, but. I don't know about pumping them on all different protein powders and getting them lifting heavier on bench presses and stuff. Maybe just more about the, the sport and performance side from a young age, I think would be good. Do you need, uh, how smart do you have to be to do what you do? Uh, high 140 IQs at least. I don't know how good that is, to be fair. Uh, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just made up a number. Yeah, I think, nah, nah, you don't. Oh. To be good at it? Yeah, to be like, because I know you, you're very knowledgeable in your field. That's why it's a good reason why I got you here because... But um, like I feel like you know, as we we're saying before, there'd be a lot of people who aren't as knowledgeable <laughs> and don't really know as much. Like to be good at what you do, how how many years do you think you really have to dedicate yourself to it? Because you like do, you've been doing it for four years, but beforehand you've been studying up on it, and you've been you going to the gym all the time, and that would it was you, a passion, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not something you've just kind of you picked up a week earlier and gone, you know what, I might be a PT now. Yeah, no. like, so do you think um, is there a certain amount of intelligence you need to have? Uh, I think you just got to be constantly learning. Once you stop learning, you should change what you're doing. Like if, you, if you just want to be a PT, you go get your certification, then you just stop learning there, keep that knowledge base, don't continue to try and improve yourself. That's when you should you should stop. But um, And once your passion dies down, obviously you need to change too. But if you're constantly learning, it means you're, you're passionate about that that field. And um, I think that's what it comes down to. Not so much like brain smart, as long as you're good at what you're doing and um, yeah, care for your, for your clients is the main thing. But... Um, yeah, constantly learning and, and drive to learn. Do you, um, do you like with PT and that, do you yeah. see yourself doing that again in five years time, 10 years time, 20 years time? Not what I'm doing now, no. 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 Cause like, it's something that, you know, I've, uh, there are people who do it who are older, but uh, yeah. like, it's another one of those sports, almost like a sportsman sport that, you know, what it has kind of, it has a lifespan. Some people would say like, you know, a lot of people which yeah, you know, I know there's, not all the time. I know there's a lot of people who are older who do it, but there's probably... Most are young, aren't they? Yeah, but it yeah. looks like it, doesn't it? It looks yeah. like one of those kind of sports, like, you know, 18 to 35, kind of in that bracket. Yeah. You know? So, do you, like, is it something like that? Do you think that's like a... That's actually a thing? Um, well, I work with a few, few older ones too. Yeah. And they're still... Not saying it's right or wrong, but they're still... Um, well, they haven't progressed with the, the field as much as what they probably should have, but the ones that stay around probably do. And they're still teaching things off behind the neck lap pull downs and all this stuff. Like there was 
big back in the 90s or 80s. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't see a lot of, of elder ones. I don't know whether it's, it's actually really hard to make money in this this sort of um, oh, as a PT. Um, so that's why I think a lot of drop off. You go to a good life gym and they sign them up. You, you, your rent builds up. So at those sort of gyms, you pay rent to the to the gym. You think you're going to make it easy. How good's this? Going to get clients like it's nothing. I'm going to walk up to someone, bang, there's a new client. But yeah. um, they realize soon once the rent after four weeks goes up to 200, 300 bucks a week, they, they've only got three clients. It doesn't even cover that. They're gone. Like, it's, yeah, you churn through them quickly. So the ones that are old that are still there have done well and there's a reason they're still there. So yeah. Probably why you do see if you go come and go, yeah. Do you uh, what do you see the future of it being like PT, bodybuilding, all that stuff? Do you see yep. the, do you see them being like a natural progression to something else, or do you see CrossFit taking over? Do you think that's just a pit? Do you think that's a fad kind of like it's just a boom period for that? Or? No, I think CrossFit's going to get bigger, man. It's a, it's an awesome sport, lot. Like, because you had your you had your um reserve reservations about that at one stage, didn't you? At CrossFit, yeah. Um. Well, you see stupid videos online of people yeah. doing like 180 kettlebell swings and um, throwing weights around. That's just poorly judged and poorly coached. Look, the sport itself has good rules. Yeah. How many other sports do you know where the, the people who are at the top are, are pretty much elite in about five different sports? Like, Yeah, it is one of those... Com- it's like one of those combo sports. It is, it? Like, yeah. It's like USA. Like, you know, you've got yeah, you've got to be good at a lot of different things to it be is, a yeah. fighter. Yeah, so it's like gymnastics, weightlifting, running, um, swimming riding everything like this year they do cycling too so yeah you got to be like almost elite at every every different sport so i think crossfit is going to get bigger um i think the whole girl on instagram posing her booty showing you a, a, a superset of squats and jump lunges is going to grow your bum i think people are i'm hoping people finally realize that 20 reps of pulses isn't going to give you a massive booty <laughs> and I, i'm hoping that the knowledge gets out there so that that'll kind of drop off and i think it'll it'll start turning to more of a performance training to get better at training not just going to get a pump you know it's not really going to be that wouldn't it like as long as girls are there with their you know their leggings and their tight tops and showing as much skin as they can it's never going to be about that isn't it like do you think it's it's going to take people not necessarily covering up because there's not like you know people who are fit there's nothing wrong with being fit of course that's good yeah yeah but like there's it just seems like there's a certain way that girls a lot of some girls do do it and it's it doesn't seem like it's sustainable. It doesn't look like, you know, I don't know why people would look at that and go, you know, I, I'm going to try and beat like that. In, yeah. in all honesty, it's just appealing to 15-year-olds who want to have a wank. Like, yeah, a bit of a uh, wank-bank sort of thing. But I'm hoping that the there's doctor. so many around, aren't there? How many girls you see on Instagram that are fit models? And Oh, I, I know a couple that just turned into one a couple of, like, yeah. in the last year or so. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that like the novelty of that drops off. Everyone will start going, oh, that's just another fitness model. But... The fitness industry, well, how high is obesity at the moment? It's higher than ever. All the yeah. sugar and junk in every everyday foods are so easy to get junk. Yeah. So I'm hoping people do start training more, and it becomes more about health and fitness rather than just looks, because those those top bodybuilders probably aren't healthy or fit. Is it um, is it as hard like you know the whole thing? A lot of the arguments is for the healthy eating is that oh, it's so much more expensive to buy healthy as opposed to junk food. Yeah. Is that like, is there actual backing behind that? Or I'm sure there's cheap health, healthy food to buy. Absolutely, there? man. Yeah. Ooh. Is that just a, like, you know, that's just, is that just laziness on the part of the, yeah. um, yeah, the person? It is a, a box of, oh, a bag of pasta and some turkey mince. What's that cost? Under 10 bucks. You put a little bit of salt and pepper in it and there's two or three meals. One meal at Macca's is what? 12 bucks. Well, it depends on yeah. yeah. <laughs> Protein powder. I'm not telling everyone to get protein. Oh, Back on that, I have a few kids at the gym. They say they go buy protein and it's a supplement. It's it's not to replace your food. It's to, to supplement your diet. Yeah, yeah. So... Is I, that that's where a lot of people go wrong? Yeah they, yeah, they just stop eating. I ask them what their diet's like and they go, good. And I said, what do you have for breakfast? And they're like, oh, a bowl of co- Cocoa Pops. Like, no, no junk. I'm like, you don't know what you're eating, mate. Like, what are you, what are you wasting your money on this for? But a tub of protein powder, 90 bucks, 30 grams protein per serving. That's 30 meals, 30 servings for 90 bucks. So 30 meals, that's $3 a meal. Just a, it's almost a full meal. It's a good serving anyway, but it's a bit cheaper than buying takeaway for every meal, I think. But as long as you prep, um, you save time during the week. So everyone can't bother prepping. It's just one day that you got to you got to work for. Yeah. Do you think the uh, like the whole bodybuilding industry could face you know because it kind of it gets a bit of criticism? Matt. Do you think it could come under like you know health regulations at some stage? If it kind I of, I think it, it's this week, man. This week. Have you have you heard Rich Piana pass away? No, I have not heard any of this. Uh, he was open about all his steroid use. He, he was a um. Oh, not quite top top, but he was a big bodybuilder in the late 90s. Um, stayed on it, started taking other drugs, like all the new ones I said before, Synthol. He was open about it though. 
um, had some heart problems and he's, he's, he was in a coma for two weeks. Passed, Gee. I think he passed out while his missus was cutting his hair. Just had a, um, his eyes rolled back and he you know, had a heart attack or whatever it was. And um, just before he died, 26-year-old up-and-comer Dallas McCarver passed away as well. He, he was on um, all the new stuff that everyone's on today. Not saying it's because of that. He might have choked on his food. People are saying he choked on his food, but... Yeah, um, that's going to put the spotlight on the health and well-being of them guys, isn't it? So, would he would he be taking stuff that is like you know just coming from like almost like a black market kind of thing of dealers, or would it be? Uh, stuff I think that's... it'd be better quality than what you'd find on the streets around here. That's for sure. Like um, they're taking such high doses compared to what. Oh, I don't know what he was on personally, but some of the guys these days taking such high doses. If it was as good a quality as it was. Would be, would be different results. So I don't know what the quality is. What man. kind of what kind of health um, issues like has come up? Because you know that's something. But like, mm. is that something that's been? Is there a study on that? Is it like? Is that something that happens all the time? That you know, people who are bodybuilders later on in life can, you know, um, go mental or you know have a heart attack. You know, like with boxers with CTE or with NFL players. You know, that's something that's been huge in the news in America at the yeah. time yeah. with them going mad, like killing themselves or just having like just trauma all the way through. Is that something that happens through bodybuilding? Yeah, one of the um, Andreas Munzer from I think he was late eighties. He passed away. He was he was one of the first big bodybuilders to pass away so young. And his autopsy, his heart was two and a half times the size of a normal human. His heart so. Okay. All that extra stress, man. It's got to be it's got to be something bad. So if you're on growth hormone, everything grows, not just your your muscles, everything. So, um, yeah, all that extra stress has got to be bad. Carrying around 300 plus pounds of muscle is not good for your heart. When nah. you most of them aren't that tall, dude. But it's not healthy. It's not health and fitness. It's just looks. But so what they're getting, they're not getting stuff that's behind the counter, no. Don't think so. No. So what what do you think about that? Do you think that's something that all that stuff should like somewhat be legalized? Because I did a I did a show. I'd say a month ago, uh, it was about the um, about drugs, and I was saying like one of the arguments towards legalizing all drugs is at least you know what you're actually putting into yourself, as opposed to if you're getting it off the black, yeah, you know, if you're getting it off a random dealer, you have no idea what's in it. But if yeah. it's regulated through the government and they're putting it out, at least you know the exact dosage that you're taking. Yeah, I don't so, think they can do that, to be honest. You don't think they can? Nah. In what way? Well, then it's just accessible to everybody, isn't it? But it's accessible to anybody anyway. I could, I could get, I could get a fucking bag of cocaine in about five minutes if I wanted to. You could? Yeah, I could, easily. And you don't know what's in it? I wouldn't know what's in it, no. If but it was off the counter, you, you, would you still know it's good quality? It'd be probably, probably would be. It'd be, it? it'd be dumbed down a little bit, but at least it'd be, it'd be regulated through the government, so it'd be made through that kind of thing. Do you think that that's something, like, off the drug thing, but like yeah. in terms of the steroid thing, yeah. do you think that's something that, like, it could help and have benefits in the long run? There'd be benefits, I guess, just knowing that it, what's in it, but I don't think they could do that, man, just... Pros and cons both ways. I, I think there'd be way too much backlash. A lot of yeah, it's Personally, a lot of it's, you know, the perceived kind of like the general public would have yeah. a, a be outraged, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty good question to be honest. But pros and cons for both, I guess. But um, I wouldn't like to see it happen. I think it'd just be too easy. Like how many guys you see that have never been in a gym just go sign up and straight away they're on steroids. If they can get it that easy, it's just it's yeah, bad yeah, for them. It yeah. might might deter a few if it's harder to get. Or maybe them. maybe if it was um something that they were prescribed, you know, you could get behind the counter as long as you have a prescription for it. Maybe you... maybe that would be better. You know, if you go to a doctor and you say um, like, I don't know, I've got a competition coming up, like, yeah, you know, I'm training really hard, I've been training for this long kind yeah. of thing, or if you could work out some kind of regime, regi- uh, regime, regime. <laughs> Would it be easy just to lie and say you've got a competition? Of course you could try, but the what's, average, what's if, the if I was to go in and say, give me some roids, I don't think they'd be like, oh yeah, you've been training for ages, like, you know what I mean? But like, if you were to go in and say, you know, I've got this competition coming up in six months time, you know, I want... I want to wait if you could slowly get me onto some stuff, get me through a cycle or something like that. Safely. Maybe like, you know, there's obviously, as you said, there's pros and cons. Like yeah. I'm just, this is all coming off the top. So I'm sure no, this is good. There's sure this way there's um, like, I, that could be exploited. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know, is there, do you think that that could be some kind of way? Uh, I think they used to do that. Oh really? Yeah. I think back in the seventies, eighties, that's how they used to get it. I know the top guys now still go see their doctors. The doctors know they're on it. They get their blood works done most weeks. And, um, stool samples whatever else they get done each week but uh, it definitely is dangerous isn't it like the, Did, the guys around here just getting it off some random from Frankston who that's knows exactly, what yeah, bleach like, and bloody ex- that's, a, that's exactly you could be cyanide in there like, yeah you know, it, it probably is like 100% like if you got if you um if you had a fucking like you know a bad a bad blood with some guy and some guy's just like told your um told some told boy dealer what? and be like you know just give him some give him a bad batch like you know there's nothing like there's nothing bad about like you know if somebody overdoses on cocaine or like a bad batch of cocaine usually the dealer doesn't get in trouble usually the people above them like yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. like he probably wouldn't even get in trouble nah. yeah it's definitely um 
It's a pretty good question. <laughs> There's definitely pros and cons, isn't there? But well, that's it. Um, I think so, everyone on it should be seeing their doctor anyway and tell the doctor what they're taking. Do the do doctors look down on that kind of stuff, or do they are they people who see a different side of it? I think they uh, try and change them on, or try and tell okay. you the health warnings about it, but they're not going to stop you. They they will help you. Like they've got that but, those rules. They can't tell anybody. But they'll, they'll they try. You. They try and tell you just not eat cheeseburgers and you know people still eat cheeseburgers yeah. so it's like it's kind of the same kind they're of still going to help you yeah, yeah. they're still going to help you take but, your bloods and do what you want but it's one of those things it's like you know you can you can abuse steroids like or abuse supplements or whatever the same way you can abuse coke same way you can abuse fast food like coca-cola i mean um same way you can abuse fast food but same way you can abuse anything really like if i if i and i made this argument but like if i had 30 big macs today i'd probably have a heart attack like you know I'd, high risk yeah, yeah high exactly but like you know so if you, you can overdose on just about anything, you can if, if you really wanted to. Panadol, yeah, painkillers is a huge thing. Yeah, like right. even going back to the um, the like the the wrestling side of it, I know guys were popping twenty Panadol pills a day, like yeah. oh, like painkillers, like whatever that yeah. whatever their painkillers are over there because they were just in so much pain that yeah. but they had to go. They went five five six nights a week or whatever, you know, nonstop all the way through the year. They yeah. had to do it some way, and that's how a lot of people overdose as well. It's got to be some sort of duty care for the employees. Well, the that's employers, what that, that's it? what it started, and that's you know, oh, some good. guy died, and then they they started um they really cracked down on the steroid thing, painkiller thing, and that's where, as I was saying, Adderall got banned. Like someone recently got suspended because he took Adderall, and it's like you know, it's not really bad, but you like. In, wrestling. Yeah, the yeah. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. he's a big. He was like one of the top guys as well. So it wasn't like a small. It wasn't like you know, a guy who's useless. But like, yeah, someone so, cares about it. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it was a it was a big thing. So like you know they um they have really done a crackdown on, on at least on that scale stage. Yeah. But then again, Brock Lesnar still doesn't really get tested too much, and he failed the UFC. So you know, who knows? Yeah. he didn't do too well, did he? But, did you um did you watch the Mayweather McGregor fight? Yeah, of course. What do yeah. you think? Oh, everything went as expected, didn't it? Actually, yeah. um, McGregor did surprise me a little bit, but. He's a top fighter. Of course, he's going to have some background in punching people. But do you um? Did you have any like? Were you in any way thinking that McGregor could shock it, or like, or do you think he just kind of had one of those punches chance kind of things? One hit, man, can change anything. That's Anyone exactly can it, one hit it? someone, can't they? But um, nah, pretty much went as I thought. To be honest, he, he lasted longer than I thought. Yeah, he lasted two rounds. Uh, my prediction was eighth. Eighth was it? TKO yeah. eighth. I had yeah. money on the fifth, seventh, and ninth, <laughs> I think, and, and then points. But he did better than some other world class fighters have done against Mayweather, so he, well, did, the, he did well. It's funny because like I was saying, because I did a show about the recap a couple of days ago, and um, they were saying that McGregor landed more punches than Pacquiao did, like in the first round, I think. But overall, <laughs> overall, he did, yeah, yeah. and um, he had a better percentage rate as well. Oh yeah, which is even like yeah, I think Pacquiao hit at nineteen percent, and yep. McGregor, off the top of my head, was came off things twenty five, twenty six percent. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it shows. And I wouldn't say that um, uh, McGregor posed more of a threat than Pacquiao, but it just mm. shows that, like, statistically speaking, he actually did half decent. I think and, that comes a bit down to Mayweather's tactics as well. Hundred percent. He, he yeah. went out a bit just defensive, just feeling him, seeing how he went, and didn't he? Threw, what did he throw? Five hundred in the first round? Oh, I didn't, oh, did he six? throw that many? I think, I didn't he, I think he threw that. six or five or six, and only landed three or four. But that's it. And he nearly, like, you know, he lost, he lost the first round, but it, he was but, never trying to win it. No, nah, yeah. With, with gave, Pacquiao, he had a different plan, I think. Even but. the second one. Yeah, he was he was hell-bent on Pacquiao. Like, yeah. he really, like, leading up to that fight, he was like, he needed to win that just because yeah. um, a lot of people at that time were saying that, you know, he's never beaten anyone decent. And Pacquiao, even though a lot of people were saying that he, they should have fought a few years earlier because Pacquiao was a bit more out of his prime, but, yep. you know, and he apparently was carrying a shoulder injury at the time as well. So, mm. yeah, there's a lot of if buts and whatever about it. Do you, um, do you subscribe to the... The thing about um, the fight being fake, because I, I sort of I, I, there's a lot of things about that I've seen a couple of videos about um, today. Actually, I I touched on it a couple of days ago, but today I saw a video of them like you know um, McGregor not punching it at his full capacity or really? like, you know like almost pulling punches. I don't didn't look it to me. But That's the, I'm me big too. on conspiracy theories, man. One yeah, video I love, and I'll believe them. I love them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> I think um, the whole moon landing was fake, wasn't it? Dustin <laughs> Martin's didn't actually win. Nah. He, he, Dusty didn't sign. Didn't, uh, Dusty yeah, Dusty didn't, didn't sign. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it looked pretty. Like he was going at it. Yeah, Start of each round, it looked like he was going at it before he got buggered to me. But. Yeah, well, um, that was it with the whole with the whole thing. It went. Um, his biggest, the whole story was going to be about how much um, McGregor's cardio was going to be, wasn't it? Like, well, you know, they always say, like, UFC only goes three to five rounds max, but they're still just as fit as each other. Well, like, they train as hard as each UFC, other. UFC, five, five-minute rounds for five rounds, usually, but for the big fights, yep. um, 12 rounds of, at three minutes, so yep. 36 to 25 minutes. 
boxing, I'd say, would take up less energy than UFC because you have to worry about kicking, the takedowns, the wrestling part about it. Like, if you and me just went down and started wrestling, we'd probably get, like, I'd get pretty stuffed. We'd be knackered. Yeah. I'd be stuffed like, as opposed yeah. to throwing, like, throwing cheap punches at each yeah. other. I think they, do, they both train as MMA dudes. I've trained with a few. They're the fittest blokes. Hardest trainers, yeah. So I don't think fitness was so much of an issue. He would have he would have practiced sparring for twelve rounds in how long has he had in the lead up to the fight? Not so much. He, he would. It was a short turnaround. That was a, a few months, hasn't it? Was two and a half months. He would have been practicing. I think. I but think he would have been fit. You but. can only you can only like learn so much in two and a half months, can't you? Like you can only yeah. improve your cardio because McGregor. One of the big things he's always been his gas tank. Like if yep. you look at the first McGregor Diaz fight in the third or fourth round, he he gasses big time. Yeah. Like and he's somebody. And uh, that noticeably gasses. Like you see, he has heavy feet. Like it's in the wobbly. first couple of rounds, he was uh, changing stance a lot, southpaw and orthodox. Yeah. Like, you know, switching his feet. By about the fourth round, you could Stops. tell he was, uh, yeah, his feet was really heavy. Uh, he gets a really different face. He's like, his mouth opens and goes, like, kind of gets that kind of, uh, yeah. you know, he's that kind of fucks in terms of uh, cardio. Yeah. And Mayweather's somebody who never looks like he's fucking tired. <laughs> Uh, Mayweather plays it smart, man. It's yeah. experience in the ring, I think, as well as when to conserve energy. When you, when you have your offense, you, you go on the defense, you try to conserve some energy there, cop the hits, and if you're knackered, either turn your back or hug it out, and that's what Mayweather did most of the leading there. When he turned his back, McGregor was still going at him and wasting all his energy. Where And, you know, getting his, um, having, having his kind of UFC kind of um, background, hitting him in the back of the head. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of hammer punches on the top of the head. <laughs> the rep, yeah, it was, um, it was funny. And like, even with the, um, the conspiracy theories they're saying, like you know, he wasn't. He was never knocked down, or he's never like you know, never like visibly hurt as well. But uh, oh, I think I think it was a good decision. Well, I think it was too. I think yeah. that, you know, if you don't put up a defense, you should be stopped. That's the like, rule. Simple and like yeah, I know, I know he didn't get knocked down, but I think that's a UFC trait. You don't want to get knocked down because yep. you know if you get knocked down, it could be the end, and the ref might come and stop it. Yeah. So like, McGregor's... he was resisting a bit. Pardon? He was resisting a bit. If you had a yeah, knockdown, yeah, exactly. he might like, have had his ten rest. He may have. Yeah, he may have again um, experience. Exactly. Might have taken it, and like a lot of UFC fighters do that. Actually, they might fall down deliberately at a stage to try and bait them in because they're better on in the clinch and that. Yeah. Or on the ground, but McGregor's not somebody like that, and he's so used to standing the whole keeping time. Keeping his feet, yeah. Yeah, and uh, maybe, yeah, if he took a dive or whatever at some stage, he might have actually been able to get up, kind of compose himself, and at least get through the round, because well, how long was he left in the round? A minute or a minute or I think so, yeah. He might come in, he's, oh, I don't think he's doing boxing again, but if he was, he might learn that for next time. But... Well, yeah, and he, it's funny, because after that first Diaz fight, he changed the way he fought. Like, he, um, he started kind of, um, like, slowly, kind of methodically kind of hitting people, and then... For some reason, once this fight started, he came out and threw about a hundred punches in the mm. like you know the first round, and it was just really weird, like you know, because it was so obvious in the first round what was going to happen. Like you know, it, it was it was an option of he should have either come out and actually gone full on swinging, which he didn't. Like he came out oh. and threw a lot of punches, but he wasn't like swinging for the knockout. Not haymakers were they? No, no, and, but he didn't do that. And he came out and he threw a lot of punches, but he was throwing it at like eighty percent power. He should have thrown a few left if he wanted to go for the big ones. Just throw. I think he was throwing a few big ones. He got one uppercut in. He got a few, yeah. But like, you know, Mayweather was so... His defense is unreal, isn't it? Like, best defensive boxer of all time. I don't think he's ever come up against someone with as quick a head as that. So maybe underestimated Mayweather a bit. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, Mayweather also... Another reason why I wouldn't have taken him straight away was because he's never seen him fight, so he wanted to kind of feel him feel. out. That's what he did. And, uh, you know, he's hitting from different angles and kind of doing a few head wobbles and changing his stance and that. And maybe we wouldn't look at that and go, like, he'll gas. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he won't be able to get through. And it was funny because... Like, he's seen it before. Once it got to that kind of UFC five-round finish, that 25-minute mark, about halfway through that ninth round... That's when it was... That's when it really started getting ugly yeah. for him. And that's... It's really... It was, like, literally on cue. If you actually yeah. watch that ninth round again... It gets to um, it gets to about a minute in, so about two minutes to go in the round, and like maybe it just starts going, and it's just like it's almost like McGregor's just used to it. It's like his body shut down. It's just like I'm, I, I usually that's I usually, his limit, man. I finish here. <laughs> that's yeah. it. I, th- I still think he did all right though, didn't he? Yeah, well, surprised like, me. A bit. I, you know, he took in my. I think he took two rounds. One judge said he took three, and the rest said he took one, which is the first yeah. one. Yeah, I reckon he had two or three. I said he, I thought he might have taken the first two, but yeah, it was pretty even. The third round was even, and then bang, Mayweather. Won. Yeah, and then it, it was just like a slowly just started getting yeah. more and more onto the uh, the Mayweather side. I'd love to see yeah. what he, how he actually felt, like how those punches feel, because like you know Mayweather was actually taping up his uh, gloves going into it because he has such brittle fucking hands. It's weird how a boxer can have such brittle hands. He had about that much, didn't he? Yeah, well, he did. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it was just really. That's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, a boxer has to take off his hands, his main weapons. Probably from hitting too much. Well, yeah, and he, they reckon he has to, um, like, ice them up about six hours after the fight. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous how, like, sore they get. And, you know, 
Have you ever hit, you've hit something before? Yeah, I've hit something before. It hurt your hand, doesn't it? I, yeah, I think I broke my knuckle. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't sign the paper that day to say I hit someone. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that day. <laughs> and you had a broken arm on the other arm too. Yeah, you? I did. Yeah, yeah, two broken hands. I was really doing well. I you was were. doing well. School holidays, but that was good. Yeah, that's that was cool. fun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Close to the Sun. I am the 14th reason. I am Nick Brown, Freddie Brown from Freddie Brown. I am Fleas from Ball Culture. I am El Diablo, El Dorado, El Dorito. And I'm here every Wednesday, week or two. Thank you guys for listening. Give, leave your comments in the description. Thank you, Frosty, for coming on today. And we'll see you guys next time. <clears throat> I've said that too quick. I haven't done my YouTube bit. Oh. Little hellions, kids feeling rebellious, embarrassed, their parents still listen to Elvis. They start feeling like prisoners, helpless, till someone comes along on a mission and yells, Bitch, a visionary, vision is scary, could start a revolution polluting their airways, I revel, so just let me revel and bask in the fact that I got everybody kissing my ass, and it's a disaster, such a catastrophe. For you to see me, so much damn of my ass, you asked for me? Well, I'm back. Na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na-na. Fix your bent. Antenna-na-na, na 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 na